Hello folks, welcome along once again to another edition of the Irish Rally Podcast in association with Tree Rock, the display signage branding company, I should say. Check them out on uh, Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, Tree Rock.e are sponsors for the Tarma Championship and thanks to them for their continued support. We are, of course, looking back on the 2022 Jewel Donegal International Rally. What a fantastic event. What drama. Um, if we had time, we probably should have done one Friday night, Saturday night and Sunday night. Uh, I didn't have the time. My apologies. Uh, our social media posts were quite busy with results and different things like that. But uh, the evenings were quite shocker, uh, to say the least. And uh, unfortunately, subsequently couldn't actually get up over the weekend to the event, which was uh, quite disappointing. But hopefully next year, we'll have a bit more time at our disposal and we'll be able to get up to the far end of the country. Uh, for anyone that was up there, I believe they were treated to an absolute classic. Um, having been, I suppose, following the, the coverage, it, it did seem that way. Plenty of drama. Uh, I think after day one, five seconds separated Matt Edwards and uh, and Callum Devine. Crazy stuff, really. So we have a lot to get through. Uh, and while we speak of Matt Edwards, uh, we do want to wish himself and uh, Dave Moynihan uh, the very best in their recovery. I believe they're making good progress and um, and hopefully in the next uh, couple of days uh, they'll be uh, out and about once more. But uh, we'll take a bit of time to recover. So our very Best wishes uh, to the lads, indeed. Uh, stellar cast, as always, uh, coming up in a few minutes' time, we're going to be chatting to uh, Ryan McHugh, who won the junior section. We'll be chatting to Tommy O'Connell straight after that, who won the historics. Uh, Gary Kieran is going to drop by as well. We had a great crack with Gary before the goal rally, I think it was. So we said we'd bring him back for some more fun and games. We'll be chatting all things modified with him. Uh, just to let you know as well, as you would have saw from our social media posts a little bit earlier, uh, from the get-go this evening, we are focusing on our guests, but a little bit later on, we're looking for you to get your comments in about a couple of topics which we will just raise, um, I suppose, there there and then. If there's anything else you want to have, a, you want us to have a chat about, I should say, in the meantime, you can comment and read the post there on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, I'll try check out the Twitter ones as well, but they don't really come through into the little bit of software that we're using, so we'll try to keep an eye on everything as it progresses. Uh, I'm going to bring in my co-host, Mr. Anthony Nestor. How are you, sir? Hi, Kevin. All back to normality. I'm afraid we've no sheep in the background tonight. Yeah, we've less ambience, I suppose. <laughs> it was quite interesting last week at uh, the outside broadcast that nobody planned for. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was quite amazing. cool. The thing is, with, with, the, with the headsets, everybody hear could that. hear the sheep, but I couldn't hear them at all, <laughs> even though they were yeah. just behind me. Yeah, I would, uh, how would your weekend go? Before we delve into everything else later on, just a, a brief synopsis of how your weekend went. And yeah, we'll enjoyable. Chat more like detail Donegal, yeah. like I suppose to be fair, Donegal International, it's 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 the biggest event of the year. It's the only three-day event. It's three rallies rolled into one weekend, really. Um, when you're taking the mileage into that, it's three national events back-to-back. Um, it's hard on cars. It's very challenging. Um, I suppose it's unique in ways that Donegal as a county is very car-orientated. So... What we found is, especially along the road sections, people cheering you and clapping you on, and you don't see that anywhere else. Um, lots of young kids out, and not necessarily in the service area or on the stage. This is on the road sections. The, the amount of people on the road sections just wishing you well or clapping. Or We found one young man, a uh, very young boy with his dad, and I, I'm guessing um, other other family members, and he had a sign painted on a piece of plywood, a very simple sign painted with, with white marker or whatever the case may be, and it just said Revit. And if you rev, that they all the family waved the flag. I, I, such a simple <laughs> thing. And uh, as I, I said to Stuart, I said, so we have to put Revit so much with 
we, we, we give him a again plenty of rounds, but that was the you know such a simple thing to make people happy, and you know um, at such a young age, seven or eight year old kids, got it. But uh, yeah, he he certainly yeah. made us smile. But uh, yeah, lots of challenging stages. I think the stages, the scenery, the stages, the scenery, the people. The, the, even going to rally office, I suppose we wouldn't see organisers as much as we did in the past. It's it's all sort of streamlined now, and you know scrutiny was run very efficiently there by Jim O'Brien and and his crew. Um, the rally office, everyone's friendly. Everyone is trying to help you. Everyone is trying to accommodate you as much as they can. Um, so yeah, it was. Um, I I enjoyed Donegal. Um, we stayed as you saw the last day down at the bottom of Nakala. Um, but yeah, it, it's nice. I, I I like it. It's the the one one of the downsides, I suppose, from Limerick here. It, it's nearly four and a half hours, or whatever the case may be. If you stop for a coffee, it's such a long drive up. Um, is it worth it? Yes, but of course, it's a week. It's it's a week away from work. That's the that's the big drawback, and it's it's not for everybody really. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's it's enjoyable. It's it's I suppose many. When, in our childhood, it was the Circuit of Ireland, but the Circuit of Ireland has has gone a different route in in recent years. And this rally is would be the pinnacle of Irish motorsport in that it's the biggest event. It's it's as close as you'll get to the it's as close as you'll get to the five day Circuit of Old. So yeah, being the largest event of the year, um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. Roll on good next year, I guess. Yeah, I'm getting this dreaded um what do you call it, dodgy connection sign. So if I if I hit the deck, you may you may anchor this, right? <laughs> in the deep end here, live on air. Think, but, think uh, what you're asking. You know, just think what you're asking. That's yeah, I could anchor. this could, this will come back to, to to bite here straight away. Uh someone famously said before, uh, I'm not Pat Kenny, I'm Pat Short. <laughs> I want that you said it, but anyway. There was a nice treat we got the weekend there. Oh yeah. Very and we got lovely day, little mugs as well, little um, recyclable mugs that you could local coffee shop, all done in the same color. Lovely little touches now, just small things like just makes it a more memorable weekend. Yeah. So, Ryan McHugh, how are you keeping? Yes, Kevin, how's it going? Ah, sir, flying it now. Uh, con- congratulations. Uh, um, talk us through it. Ah, uh, over the midnight to get the to get the one up in Donegal. I suppose it's the is that there's one of the here so uh, to get the fun in it and uh we had a good day but so um it was uh was disappointing enough that way now but uh delighted to have come out on top you had a good when, margin at the end i think yeah i we won by uh five at the end i think uh, del neves had a spin on the last stage so ended up being one of one, one of my five so that was good now to get the win um on the Cork now and hopefully seal the championship maybe if, if all goes our well so i don't know there might be a delay on this here i don't know whether i'm dropping in or out or not but what i was going to say there was uh, i suppose one of the reasons why we started with juniors first night in historics after is that sometimes you unfortunately bear the brunt of a blockage and you lose runs which unfortunately did happen i know one of them you know there was a bereavement or whatever but uh yeah that's that's obviously frustrating but the next stage then after that when you do finally get out there you're you're kind of like right i need to really make this count now i suppose yeah, we went. We only got Garten in the morning, and uh, to be honest, we were kind of caught sleeping on it. And uh, we uh, Atlantic Drive then was cancelled, so uh, we only got one before service, and uh, got back out then. And Garten was gone then the second time, so we ended up just going to Glen, and it looked to be slipping away on us because <laughs> we were getting no stages. But uh, eventually, then we got uh, up and going again. So 
I were happy now when we come off Glen that we took ten out of Dillon on it, so we knew it was race on then. <laughs> five seconds in it in the end, I think, was there? I five, yeah, Dillon. Had I wonder what the on. concept. Sorry, Anthony, you're. Yeah. No, I was just saying you'd wonder, um, and I, I don't know because I haven't put any thought into this statement. Did you know the way the the, the juniors or the J1000s, as they're called on the gravel, they run ahead of the main field? You'd wonder how that... I think he's, he's kind of half dropping out, Ryan. It's going to be you and me there for, for a second. I thought he was on dodge connection, to be honest with you. But yeah, I think what he, I know what he's going to say about running at the front of the field. Uh, what... I suppose as, as a junior, have you any particular thoughts on that? Like, I know you're focused primarily on, on competing, but obviously um, you don't no, want to be not to get out there as much as possible, you know? I never really thought too much about it. It probably wouldn't be a bad idea. At least you would get all the all the stages. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, maybe then someone of us might block the road then on the main boys. <laughs> That's what they'll probably be thinking. <laughs> yeah, they'd be giving out about the, them young, young boys that are a bit too eager or whatever. It's kind of what you call it, a cash 22 where well, you probably can't. You probably can't win regardless. But what's what's next on the horizon then for you? So you're hoping to wrap things up. That's the that's the target. I know Jason Farrell's been going quite well also for the most part this year, and a few other boys in the hunt there too. So yeah, it's a it's a good one. Ah, yeah, it is Cork twenty now next. So uh, the end of July. So hopefully, um, it'll be nice to go down there and get the win again. Um, Suppose nothing to be easy down there anyway. Jason's been going well all year, so we're hoping, uh, hoping for the one again. Hopefully, but uh, it'll not be it'll not be handed to us anyway. I wouldn't say. <laughs> mm -hmm. Good stuff. Well, listen. Well done again. We said we'd only keep you five minutes because I know, uh, like a lot of lads, you mightn't be uh, the biggest of talkers or whatever. So thanks for jumping on with us. Sorry, appreciate it. Thanks. Well done again. Um, we have a, a roving. He's a roving reporter now. Wasn't outside broadcast. That, that looks a little bit more promising. I think. Our well, I have no well. idea. Was I losing? Uh, was I losing service? Same, same to be anyway. But I, I, when you're getting set up, I'll bring in Tommy O'Connell. How are you keeping, Tommy? All right, Kevin. How's it going? Good. Start flying it. Um, talk us through your weekend. Oh, hey, it was a great weekend. Congratulations, me, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it was a good weekend. Hey, and to be honest, there. And, but hard to beat that for me now. The Storics and Donegal and the BDA and won it. I couldn't top it, to be honest. So yeah, it was all good. Mm -hmm. Stressful enough now, to be fair. I was myself worked up on it and wanted to get a good result, and thankfully it came at the end up. And I, and you're back there. Do you want to ask Tommy a question? Yeah, I was watching Tommy coming in because I was actually admiring your race suits, uh, which you looked awful relaxed coming into Park Fermi. Uh, looking at race suits, just you know, I was looking to change the race suit, and I just clapped the design on your one. I went, Yeah, I like that, that's nice. But it's as oh, yeah. we can't copy that one, someone has that one already. There's so many <laughs> different designs out there, but you There's certainly so look, you look, there, you look, yeah. you look relaxed at the when we saw you, certainly. Oh, I was finally relaxed at the end, it was all over to be fair, but oh, I was really nervous the Saturday morning, Sunday morning. Oh, I was. Oh, you know yourselves not too often or lead anything or won anything and it's just it all came together and I thank God. It's brilliant, it's brilliant of course when it does and of course the conditions were so changeable and I suppose a little bit like the juniors, I was talking to one of your compatriots who was on with us before, Tommy Command, and they broke down on the way to the first stage. And, oh, uh, right. yeah, things can just go so wrong so quickly. So, they yeah. can, surely. They and, can. Uh, yeah, to, to come over to win in any category is brilliant, absolutely. That's right. That's right. No, thank you. No, it was great. No, definitely was a great weekend. So it wasn't, even though we we run behind the main field, we lost about five or six stages over the two days, which, nice. oh, it's not, you don't like to see that happening, but 
you know, it's not much you can do with that unless they, they run to some of the main fiddler ahead, but I don't think they want to do that with historic lads, to be honest. I think even with the tracking system, it, 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 it allows them to run them, at all, if at all possible, again. Um, I can only imagine if we didn't have the track and how many stages we would lose in the current climate. Um, That's true. I know certainly stages that would have now certainly there were some of them that were actually blocked so they couldn't get a run of them. And even like we were running back uh, in the midfield there and even we found that we lost, well I suppose one was lost through bereavement, Fanned ran oh, short yeah, and course. didn't run. So there's of course there's a few, we, Garten I think, uh, had issues on it as well and got stopped the second time wasn't it it did and see to be honest i was at the start line and there was about 30 seconds to go helmet on ready to go into first ready. gear and just ready to go and next thing they just got the the flag no wow. go had to turn around then yeah it's, so it's, it's, um, there's nothing worse than that actually i've been there where you're sitting on the line and you're so g'd up and next thing it's like someone burst you like you just Ooh. that that's right yeah but, uh, yeah, before nice I said, just sorry to jump in, lads, but I, I actually had uh, had some clips courtesy of uh, Flying Finn Motorsport over at Ryan McHugh and of Mr. Tommy here. So I'm actually going to play a boat of them. I'll start with you there, Tommy, while I have you on the screen. That's some sound, lads. <laughs> that is some sound. Listening back to the episodes. Uh, no. Yeah, Jamie, that, you were pushing it on, boy. Oh, I I'm saying you were pushing, pushing it on, on like. Today. We were pushing it on, surely, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. We, were, we were fastest twice over Nokala, and we got a John Mahone uh, special prize for it. So wow. the big push was for it now, and I love Nokala now, to be fair. So do you, and even their times were up there with the class thirteen lads all weekend, and it's hard to believe in a BDA and a ZF box, but you know, and years yeah. gone by, I was in the modified class, and I found it tough racing the lads, and then this weekend you're, you seem to be closer in an older car, or an older spec car. We did a, an event in the Calari two years ago. I can't remember, maybe three years ago, uh, in a BDA or like that, and. When mm. she's sitting there about eight and a half or nine thousand rows, the noise is just sweet like to listen to it. It's oh, fabulous. the noise is right. Yeah. Oh, I think you take, real... all out to, take it all out to ten thousand revs to you here. Oh, can you? Oh, wow. I didn't oh, know they could go that far. Yeah, it's fabulous. Oh, they uh, can go on. So they can. It's great now. Our, our friend as well was in touch, Mr. Declan Casey, who obviously was a McDade um, and uh, he said, I think, over Garton, I think it was. Was it over Garton? They were quicker than every Class 13 car on that one. Which is, they were, uh, yep, yeah. They took a second or a second and a half at us in Garton. So, they did, you know, fair play to them. That's some going on the BDA to, to match a Class 13 escort. So, it yeah. is. And, of course, going. remember, the BDA is only on 13-inch wheels where everyone else is on bigger wheels and bigger brakes. So, just so much that's true yeah that's true and most of the stages i was coming off them the brake pedal was driven soft and going to the floor and 
even over knock all the first time at the clutch i was trying starting to lose my clutch as well halfway through it just must have been the, the fluid just boiling or something boiling, you know yeah. but just using it all the time but oh here it's, we got right um, now so yeah well, it just shows how competitive they are they may have been built and of course the historic cars run to the same specification as they did back when they were rallied in the 70s so they still true. as i said have the zf box the 13 inch wheels and the smaller brakes and that but that's to see them against and they're competitive against class 14 cars as well actually would i be right in saying that the his rob duggan was was it rob rob duggan won the historics in killarney that year and his overall time was quicker than all the modifieds in the BDA. Yeah, I think so. It just shows how quick right, they are. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think right Craig there, Green. Right. Well, Craig Green was similar. Um, that they were quicker than all of us. An amazing, amazing piece of kit. That's the only thing is the power steer. The power steering it says hard should win out of. <laughs> it doesn't that's even true, have power steering. Yeah. Uh, no power steering. See, no power steering. I'm exhausted yesterday and even yeah, today yeah. too after the whole weekend. So um, yeah, I'm yeah, exhausted yeah. now. Well, well, that's just steering yeah. them cares. Yeah, no, no, no need for Jim's, no need for Jim's lad. Uh, listen, well done again, and uh, thanks for jumping on with us. All right, no bother at all. Thank you very Appreciate much. It. Now, I'm going to play Ryan, Ryan McHugh's clips there because um, I, I was supposed to do when he was on, but uh, just to be fair. <laughs> Man, Ryan, in fairness, yeah. Um, I've uh, just to finish up on the historics as well. Um, I did get the the points update provided to me, and it is seriously tight. That's all I could say. It's unbelievably tight. There's like what five or six drivers with about ten points, um, between them. It's it's nuts, and I need to start tighten the co-driver standings as well. Like, you know, it makes for great competition, and obviously there'll be camaraderie between all the different. Uh, drivers and co-drivers so it makes it a great competition and keep the battle going and keeps the championship alive all the way down to the mm-hmm. to Cork so and, and the Ulster of course and uh, yeah they're going to have they're going to have some fun they'll be tired when the year is out mm-hmm. we're going to switch to modifies now uh, Gary Kieran is on standby how are you doing Gary good evening not too bad in yourself boys Flying can you hear me you can that see my time my timekeeping isn't great I told you I'd ring you at seven o'clock that went out the window five to nine. I'll be waiting on you now, Nesta, would I? Uh, so where's the time? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually funny, Gary. How I was kind of keeping any I was getting on to oh, you yes. about earlier about uh, internet connections, and I think mine is the worst out of fucking three hours on the screen here at the moment. <laughs> you were inside that bubble you bought that you're inside that bubble there you bought, so you can't yeah, yeah, and all this pattern that looks cheap around, is, it's not so cheap, and the internet connection wasn't cheap either, but for some reason it's acting the bosey now. But anyway, we're here, we, we'll plow on while we can. Gary, 13th overall, um, the pace was just, I don't know, use some it up for us, I can't find a word. Mental is just a word for it, like, uh, this, every year you go up, it seems to get faster and faster. Uh, the Darien thing, for us, is nearly next to impossible, I think. In fairness, Damien Tourist done a good job on Friday staying ahead of the boys. Unfortunately, he went off then on Saturday. But the pace, every stage needs to be pin perfect. If you blip at all, you'll counter time that you lose to the top boys. So uh, we struggled a wee bit on Saturday for that extra bit to try and keep with Lahren and 
Declan Gallagher, but overall I'm happy with our weekend. I have um, I have clips of you here as well. Um let's fire them up. <laughs> thanks to Flame Fame Motorsport. That video, I think, will be dropping very, very shortly, lads, so keep an eye out. Uh, Eamon always does a, a great job. But Anthony, do you know what I don't see there? I don't see a hen house with the doors falling off. Anyway. No, 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 no. There's no hen house tonight. That's a, that's a white-knuckle ride, isn't it? It's um, The sound is fabulous. You can see why the spectators just love those cars so much. Um, that's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference um, in the R5. I think everyone stands back when they hear the Esker coming after the top oh, yeah. R5s and you see the Modifieds coming. They're just not a story on the road. They look more dangerous. Maybe they are a wee bit more dangerous, but uh, it's good racing, good lads to race against too. Well, we're on the Modified Topics, lads. I have to show this clip of Daniel McKenna. This is save of yeah. the century. This was, this was, this was. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah, give, yeah, this, yeah. let's give her a, a welly here. Long medium run. 170. Muddy fast, medium left over bump, continues for 80. Wait, muddy fast, medium left, continues over bump for 86. Stay left, too fast, side over bump, 200 down over small bridge, shiny. Left, turn on, see, square right. Oh, oh, stop! Get around, get around, get around. Fucking hell. One, see, square right. Go back. Oh, left over crest. Fucking hell. Left over after crest, jump 140. Long after the easy right over bump, and after too fast, left in over bump. 170, repeat after too fast, after over bump, long fast, right, slowing it, easy left 40. Right, Andy, four. Are you alright? Yep. I had to let it play on because he just went back on the gas straight away. Fucking What I liked about it is just see the way he waited till he got back up to about 100 mile an hour again before he asked you why was he okay? <laughs> like, I said, yeah, that's, that's yeah. I think the noise in the middle of that was actually Grennan shitting himself, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, the co-driver, he never, I, I don't know the chap, man, he never missed a beat. He just kept calling. And I'd say their hearts had stopped. The blood the blood was just finding its own way around there for a few minutes, but he kept talking. And I went, yeah. Jesus. Uh, I presume that's why Daniel asked him, was he okay? But I'm sure it wasn't normal to keep talking when something like that goes wrong. <laughs> Grennan had loads of experience and he would have been in a lot of situations with Daniel over the years of big, uh, big offs and it would have been on top of their game for years and they're coming back so I look forward to seeing them later on or even if when you get this year over next year in Donegal I'd say he'll be one very hard to keep with He's, um, Yeah, it was fabulous to watch it that uh, in-cart which is all done with the graphics and uh, the rev counter it really gives a sense of what's happening as opposed to some of the other ones. I, I, I hadn't seen that before, but it's very well done. I see a G-force indicator. If you see it when it was spinning, it's bouncing around. And 
um, the rave count or the speedometer. It's uh, it's some technology now that's in that. It's some save, lads. Like, what's uh, Gary? You've you've been in hairy moments like that. Like, everything happens so quickly. But yet, I've asked lads this question before. They seem to, re- to be able to remember everything. Every bit is clear, even though it happens so quickly. Are you of the same mindset? If that was me, I'd be upside down, down below the next junction, probably. <laughs> I just couldn't get away. I wouldn't get away with that. Look, it is, it is in fairness, a very good save, but, but there is a lot of luck involved. Daniel done well. He corrected himself, but when it went side, was like that. It's luck that gets you through a lot of them, but then driving helps as well. Yeah, of course, it's the unfortunate of the having the, the the rock and the grass or the stone or the piece of timber or something. The world, he, he, everything just fell into place for him so he was able to just control it i think uh, gary is probably of the same mindset with myself if we had ducks dead thrown um in that you know we were in that situation we'd find the one and only rock or pothole in the whole county so, yeah. yeah it was but it makes for it makes for fabulous viewers i can imagine with you know i think the most popular thing nowadays is how many hits you get in youtube that's the number one hit there she'll be in the thousands before the week is out i'm sure yeah, it's an amazing piece of footage in fairness. Um, the modified pace in, in general, Gary, so while you're evidently not laying off, like Kevin Gallagher still has a full minute to spare, I think, over James Stafford, which that's, that, that is mental, like, really, in fairness, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did a lot of winding at Kevin, and Kevin and the boys at Darren, I get on well with Kevin, he builds my engine and stuff, so we'd be at him with the, pat, the bathtub. Did you bring your canoes with you? So we'd be winding them that it's a bathtub. <laughs> and where's your, where's your paddle? The two boys, him, him, him and Ryan have a paddle apiece. That's why it's so fast. I'll tell you, this, this podcast has gone on a slippery slope from hen houses to bathtubs. I'll tell you, from a hen house to a bathtub, where are we going? No, Ducks, no, but the, there as well. yeah. the, boy, the boys enjoy the crack and the slagging. And look, at things have moved on. The escorts are fast, but I still... Is it if it's power to rate ratio and then the the engine across the back wheels the better aerodynamics? I'm not making excuses. I wouldn't beat them on a good day, but like the boys drove between him and James, they drove a perfect rally. Kevin usually is slow on Friday and just takes off come Knockala and on Saturday, a Saturday after lunch, he reeled in boys. If you look back the years, he reeled in boys them days, and maybe I know two years he might have went off. But usually Friday, he sits back once he's within 30 seconds and then takes off Saturday. This year, I think he got that much slagging. He just went from the world go and it seemed to work out very well for him. Yeah. Do you know the thing is, though, he he got an unmerciful spin and he reckoned there was was something up like that. When he touched the brake pedal, I think it was just like pulling a handbrake. And he he got away with a big one there, in fairness, didn't he? Um, I don't know whether he get to the bottom of that completely or what caused it, but that's scary shit. Like, Is this Kevin Gallagher or... Kevin no, Eves. Ke- Kevin Eves. Kevin Eves. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kevin Eves. Kevin Eves. Uh, well, it could have been cold tires. He said all went to the back. Uh, but then it's st- you stunning all you come to. Everyone wants to be the quickest and the pushes on the first stage. So unless you got a test with heavy braking and stuff like that, I know we put on new bigger brakes. Everything could have been cold, but. He was unfortunate, but lucky enough in a way too that he got away with what he did. You'd wonder in the class fourteen is where there was two categories before. You'd always the the, the class fourteen escorts say the same as your own, which was kind of the pinnacle, and then the Darians came, and there, there seems to be a huge disparity. But do you think that with the starlets now arriving in, that the starlet is fitting in, 
kind of quicker than the escort but slower than the dairy and it looks to be fitting there in the middle somewhere no, I wouldn't say that. If you look at Declan Gallagher over the years, he was always, always very, very quick. He used to beat us when we were coming up even through class 13. He used to beat as well. And the weekend, Ryan Lahorn showed that the pace was there and tour showed yeah. that he could beat him. Yeah. And on yeah. stages, when we get good stages, we could match him. And ones, that's what I said, when you when you feel that you blip too early or you lift the throttle or brake slightly too early, you can count to seconds, you'll know that's not good enough. you know when you come off that you're three or four down, you can nearly count exactly where they are. So that's where the pace has gone. Every corner needs to be perfect to be on the pace. So I wanted to ask you, sorry, Anthony, just to... No, no, I, know, okay. I wanted to ask you about the Cooper tyres. Um, there seems yeah. to be low on blowing i suppose indictments out there everyone seems to be fairly happy with them the the difference between them like what what are you noticing little subtle things or little subtle things some of the tires are a wee bit more forgiving so when you get moments and stuff we had a moment of, or if you land slightly wrong on a jump there's a wee bit of movement in them uh traction seems good uh they have a bit of a base so i can go run on a 215 a 235 or a 195 on the front so it's just it's just trial and error, and we're happy there now. We started in Galway on them, and we won in Galway, so I was delighted with that. Uh, West Cork and the drier rallies they seemed of a harder compound and want to work with you to make a better tyre. Mm. That's, the, that's the background of them, because like, I haven't met too many people that have been critical of them. Now, I know a few lads are sponsored by them as well, so maybe, maybe they don't want to give out about them, but no, in general, all joking aside, lads lads are quite complimentary of them. Like, so. Tourists... Yeah, Tourish was leading on Friday with them, yeah. beating, the, beating the well Friday morning. <laughs> he wiped me on the same tyre, so uh, he was eaves is on them too. There's a right few. Look at the more tyre, more tyre manufacturers out there is better for every every competitor. So it gives them more of a choice of what they want to buy and what they want to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony, you had a question there. I interrupted you. So, no, 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 not at all. No, I was saying about it because it's a little. I, I was never on a car that had used them, but I was saying the proof of the pudding was in the eating. In that, as 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 Gary just said, the people are winning on them, and winning is everything. Like, um, so it just proves that the product is good, and certainly the more people, as he said, is on them, they're developing better, and more guys will go on them. So I guess look, they're looking at improving their sales and getting into a market is dominated by. Probably what four manufacturers currently? Sure, the more the merrier. A fifth one. Let's just see. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm going to ask you this question, Gary. It's going out to our listeners and viewers as well. It's one of the things we're starting to move into this whole uh, interactive thing, where we're going to put things out there and get competitors' opinions, uh, spectators' opinions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the first thing we wanted to put out there tonight, and it's mainly for competitors. This one, I suppose, is the refueling. Did you think it was success? And any thoughts on it in general? Yeah, the fueling is, it's a bit more awkward. You need to bring extra men to service. You need to be up the road. You need to be a fuel there. Yeah, the fu- refueling would be a good idea, a separate fueling zone, if you buy it of a pump. So just say, if the pr- get one fuel supplier for everyone, make it a competitive price, and you go there and you pay on the day as you use, rather than, it's a bit, it's a bit of mayhem. Everton, uh, there could be like 200 cars, fuel supply up in one spot, drums labelled. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's safer, but I'd rather if there was actually one fuel station and one fuel supplier. So it cuts out if there is any cheating. I don't know if there is or not, but if there is any cheating or upgraded fuel, everyone's on the one base. 
Mm-hmm. Anthony? Yeah, I concur with everything he says. It's um, the fuel and for us, it was awkward. We didn't have the manpower. Um, so basically when we would leave the service area and because we had troubles on Friday and Saturday, we were leaving on the last minute with like two minutes to go to the control. And then one of our guys, we only had two, had to run up the road and the poor man was exhausted because we'd get there before him. So we had pipes and vents and we'd get the fuel over for him. Um, it was just awkward. It was just too far away to make it practical, really. Uh, as Gary says, it's just, you know, small things. Had we known it was such a distance in advance, we'd have brought bicycles. You see, we'd know, you'd know where getting them in up there uh, because you'd know cars and service. You'd know access to a car. A bicycle or a scooter would have been ideal, but obviously we didn't bring it because we weren't aware of how far away it was. I know historically, say, in the Ulster and the circuit many, many years ago, I, I've seen where the, the refueling was a couple of kilometres away. And, you know, some people will argue the point to which you look, that was work back then. Well, they also got rid of it back then. And uh, the refueling area needs, if you're going to run the current system without what Gary is saying about the pumps, a refueling area needs to be within a short walking distance of the service area. And if you can't have that, the pump, but the pump is the future. As, as Gary, and he's dead right, it eliminates the cheating because everyone's on the one fuel, in regardless. And it ends the, um, you agree a price at the start of the year for everybody. And uh, you just arrive up to the pump and you scan your credit card. Certainly about 10 years ago, and Gary would probably remember this, Maybe not 10 years ago, but it was, yeah. It was it Donegal Isle or one of these companies tried it? And I think Morrow Fuels and a couple of other companies tried it. But I don't think it was financially viable because it was only the homologated cars were, were pump, coming into this. So everybody would have to get on board with this, every person. Um, but it'll be, you know, you'll be restricted to one or two different brands or whatever the legal fuel is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so have- the, the pay-by-card at the pump area go through pump it in and leave and it'll be done by professionals pump fuel fillers so you don't have hand actor partners so that's that's the future i tell where we're going with this and then you won't have to worry about bringing extra men because even as uh, and gary's right you know agreed the price at the start of the year for the championship now that may not be very feasible you might have to you know we all see the way fuel fluctuates albeit i don't see race fuel has fluctuated as much as pump fuel has um, but yeah, it's definitely yeah, a steer, steer enough without fluctuating. Anymore. Yes, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely the way forward. So, you know, you would like to think on that they'll put something like that out to tender. I know the whole fueling thing is new and people are just trying to get it off the ground. Um, I suppose it's not new in the sense that the Donegal ran to FIA regulations, so they, it's it's mandatory in those regulations for quite a while. Or, uh, yeah, there's a couple, couple of comments, couple of comments on it. So, uh, yeah. Tony O'Driscoll has two comments. The first one was refueling is an accident waiting to happen. Too much fuel in one area, too many spills, etc. And then he has said, Anthony, you're 100 percent right in relation to what you just said. Uh, Kevin Duggan has said, in the north and the UK, the crew does their own refueling at a separate area. Works okay there? A question mark. Any thoughts? Uh, does it work okay? Yeah, well, there's, I would have done the Northern Ireland Championship for years, and and uh, it does work, but it's normally right next to the service area. So the guys will just walk out, pump the fuel, and walk back in again. It's it's never uh, a long distance away. Uh, it doesn't go on all the rounds. Some of the rounds don't. You still refuel in service. But certainly, 
Um, now, one of the things that I, I thought would happen, I thought that Donegal would actually have made it mandatory that you would have, everybody would take their refuel, sorry, everyone would transport their fuel to the refueling area by a certain time before the event started. But that order was never given. So there was no, there was, as Gary says, then there was a bit of chaos trying to get the fuel up there, trying to get someone to a vehicle and trying to organize to get it up to the refueling area before the start of the event. Um, but yeah, it's, um, and another thing which is, I suppose, yeah, it has to run. We would have, uh, we fueled the car the day before the rally, um, before scrutiny. So we fueled it for the first, whatever, 42 liters or whatever, before the first loop on Friday. But because we run to FIA regulations, and I, I, um, I won't say the competitor's name, no, it isn't fair, but a competitor came into a bit of bother maybe six or seven years ago on the circuit for this, where even though we had fuel on board, we had to follow the roadbook up to the refueling area, drive through the refueling mats and come back around again. So you still have to go there because you're following the roadbook. Uh, because I see someone get excluded for rally, but some years back for, for not following the roadbook. Um, so yeah, if they could allow people and keep the congestion out, if you fuel the night before, make it that you don't have to go to the fueling area. Maybe I don't know. As I said, it's all new, and there's lots of different bits of trial and error, I'm sure. But but Gary's right. The pump, the pump, the, the credit card. Pay for your fuel, scan the card, and you're out of there. That's that's the way forward. Done does said, yeah. Uh, someone, uh, Gavin Gorman has said, Alcor time over garden, madman. Yeah, serious time. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness. Um, and then, actually, do you know what? Gary, while I have you, and you've been very good with your time, um, I'm going to, uh, sorry, I was going to move on to a different topic, but two more comments are coming about the fueling, so I may get to them first. Uh, Greg McCarthy, regarding the refueling, that was the most sensible thing Gary has ever said. <laughs> but, he is, <laughs> but he is right, and that's what organisers need, is feedback like that. So, yeah. we, 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 we better not say that Donegal is better than West Cork or Greg will get hard offended. That's yeah. true. I, I definitely <laughs> agree with that. Yeah. 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 Um, McLonagan has added to that that it's basically a danger as well. Uh, one small fire and there may be some bang with the other drums knocking about. Well, I suppose yeah. um, um, one of the things I saw on the circuit issue, which I thought was a good idea, and I know not every competitor now will agree with me on this. Um, you were not allowed pump fuel from a jerry can. It was dry link coupling only. No. Now, well, I don't know how they work with the historic cars. Actually, I should have asked Tommy when he was on there. Um, I don't know what way the historic cars worked, or maybe they worked to different regulations on the circuit issue. But there was no open filling of fuel at all. So if you go with Gary's idea, open a fueling area where you have dry link couplings, you have a pumping station, You've all your or you haven't all, but you have the danger eliminated by eighty percent because you the the fuel itself never sees the light of day. No one ever actually gets to see the fluid, and there's no leaks and no drips. So, mm -hmm. the dry link coupling with the fuel and station. I assume your car is dry link. Um, Gary is it? As I, to I told you, it barely has doors. Never mind. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, I don't. I don't have the couplings. They're they're there. No. Like if you have, oh, are they? Yeah, as I said, I'd be. There could be. There could be. Like even if you wanted to get a pump and a return for yourself and the fittings, it could be nearly eight hundred euros. Like for that setup. Oh wow! Okay. They're, 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 they aren't cheap. They're definitely six or seven hundred. They are there. They're very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as so I that, said, I know that, I wouldn't that, be that, popular that, with the idea. So. That 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 uh, yeah, I can't see it working with everyone. 
Uh, Brian Duggan's been in touch. He said Luke McCarthy has dry links on his historic car. Huh. Um, then and a few more coming in. John McCabe uh, has said in Belgium a few years ago, we had to pull up at a pump, tell them how many litres we wanted and then write the litres into the book and pay for fuel after the rally. No hassle and uh, and fast. There you go. Um, I'm going to have to move on to the next one. So we actually had this as a topic, kind of, with a bit of a twist on it. But I'll read out the question in its original sense first. Uh, Kieran Harrison's been in touch. How do the panel feel about the, the lack of on the limit sports covering uh, rallies? Is it going to affect drivers getting sponsorship going forward? And then just to put that out there, I suppose, to, to be clear as well, it's not like on the limit sport, not covering rally. It's kind of the, the club's not opting for the coverage. That's my understanding of it. So... Just to put the question to Gary, though, and I'll bring it to you, Anthony, as well. Uh, how do you feel? Like, obviously, when you're going to look for a few bob off someone, Gary, like, is that is that going to have an effect? I'm sure it does. Yeah, well, every bit of media coverage you can get for your sponsors helps. So if you're seen on telly or if it's Facebook Live or on video clips or anything, anything helps your sponsors. Once they're been seen, most of them are happy. You know, so if you're not been seen or not, like, the, <clears throat> I... I my opinion is I'd rather see it broadcast on TV, but it's the clubs that have to pay for it at the end of the day, so I can't really argue with their decision or what's going on. I don't know. Do you want to mention your sponsors before I put that to Anthony, actually, just so I'll have it? Jeez, I, I, I nearly need to get a list. I nearly, nearly, nearly need to get a list. My yoke's like a moving billboard there this minute. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> thing. I'd nearly have if he, if he turns yeah. around and says per, per, sponsored by Kentucky Fried Chicken, I'm just going to get bent over for the hen outside <laughs> No, no, uh, there's Kieran Millen, Paul and Vincent Feeds, McKenna Precision Engineering. There's uh, the list goes on and on. There's oh, there's O'Donoghue's uh, carry out Baylorah. Don't leave anyone out now. Jeez. I nearly need to switch off and get the picture of the car. Yeah, but you know what? We showed the car earlier, didn't we? So we're, yeah, we're well, you, yeah, yeah, well, you, well. you, need, you need to get every angle. There's nearly sponsors underneath it now at this stage. Oh, <laughs> and without oh, them, without without them, in fairness, uh, the rallying wouldn't be possible for me. Like They give you all the support. You could do a lot of national events, but to be competitive at the top, you need uh, a budget there to keep going. And only for them, I wouldn't be where we are today racing mm -hmm. um so anthony i'll get get your thoughts on this and mm -hmm. i'll put in the other little twist that we had then or if you want oh, to put gosh. it in double um, up on ahead no no i'll leave you at it um yeah i suppose look if you look i, I see it came out motorsport ireland some years ago bought all the rpm footage and they were showing the 96 Donegal was broadcast there recently and uh, i was watching it here at home and I suppose it's sad when you think about it. That was the 25th anniversary when Andrew Nesbitt won it in the, um, in the Salika. It was his first international win. It was lovely to look back in those events. But there is Donegal International on its 50th event. And in 20 years' time, we've nothing to look back at. Don't get me wrong. The, um, the social media footage is very good. And it does get live listeners on the moment. But... You know, in years to come, when you want to go back and uh, and watch the T, I would be a TV program man myself. When you go back to watch the TV program, there's now nothing to look back on the 50th Donegal, um, which is sad, really. But then again, you know, you you go uh, uh, just to fall in on what something Gary said. At the end of the day, it's a club decision, and the club have to pay for it. Now, of course, where does the club get its money? It gets its money from the competitor. So then, I would ask the question. Give or take, 
seven grand a day for television and I, I could be out plus or minus a thousand to do here so, so seven grand a day say 21 or 22 say 22 grand to do Donegal you divide that by 150 or 60 cars 160 cars I think they're allowed to run I, maybe just a bit more with historics and juniors and you're looking at what 130 euro give or take per car so then it'd be interesting to do a poll sometime would the competitors be willing to jack the entry fee up 130 euro to get television coverage for 30 cars or 40 cars or whoever many gets that that Mick can fit in his program 50 cars whatever so I suppose that's you know it's all down to pounds and pence at the end of the day would it be nice to have it absolutely is it missed absolutely but someone has to pay for it so everything gets paid for by the competitor don't be under any illusion it, you know, there's only one man paying the bills, and that's the competitor. So, I'm not a driver, but I it will be up to the driver or the bill payer in the team. Would you be willing to pay 130 euro per vehicle for 100 to gather 20 odd thousand to pay for TV coverage? It's a fair question in that I don't think anyone has ever asked the competitor, asked for his thoughts on it. So, it would be a good poll to do at the next event that starts a full entry, Tipperary or the next couple of events, or even the Cork 20, to get a um, Kevin O'Riordan is a very switched on guy down there. He, he listens to this program to be a good for them even to do a survey. Would you be willing to pay 130 quid on your entry fee for TV chorus for this event for next year? So at least then they could plan over the winter months and go forward and say, okay, lads, these guys are willing to pay for it. So let's mm -hmm. just do it. Because once you have the money in place, that's all you're short. Yeah, and well, on you go. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's sad. Uh, as I said, the social media thing is fine. It's a little bit repetitive, but it's 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 good. Um, but the TV coverage is, you know, the likes of my mother or sponsors, especially. Yes, social media is lovely and is topical and is probably for a, a slightly younger audience. But from you know, if someone had a serious sponsor, it's really. TV coverage in a lot of cases. I'm not saying all the cases. I know that the whole move, people want information right now. And, and I'm sure that some people will come on this program and debate that they don't like TV coverage because it, we don't see the program for two, three, four, five weeks on on a channel that we may not have heard of. But look, there's foreign against. I'm sure there's arguments both ways. But I think it's in years to come, it'll be sad that we can't look at Gary or we can't look at Damien Tourich efforts. It'll be forgotten about because social media moves so quickly. It's yesterday's news. Whereas now we love looking back at the old RPM footage and it's just, you know, just remembering back. And it's, it's lovely to have a record kept of what happened. But the 50th only happens once and it's now come and gone and there's no record of it. So I think from the club's point of view, that's sad. It's only an opinion. Mm. Uh, a couple of more comments. Just uh, Alan Brown has said local businessmen secured the cost of recording the program after hearing it wasn't happening. It was just too late. That's a comment that's come in. Um, two comments along the same lines, uh, just different car number. Why should car one three one pay and get no coverage? And another one was uh, why should car eighty nine pay but not get seen on the footage? I suppose that's the counter argument. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. What that do you think is... in general, Gary? Just just on that, like, and then I suppose double up with another question that's come in, like, and I've kind of half asked it, but do you? Would, would you see that as a, a big drawback when you are going to look for a few pound off someone? Like, obviously, it has to be a big thing when you're going to look for. Yeah, it depends. I have secured my most of my sponsors there over the last number of years. 
So now they're sort of get a few pound, Gary, get away and don't be an eye on me. Nearly <laughs> at this stage, you yeah. know, they're they're yeah. and they're loyal sponsors and have stuck with me for these couple of years. But I'd say go and try and get new big sponsors. Yes, yes, it will be an issue that there's no live TV coverage. Definitely, it is. It's a negative thing, I think. Someone has asked, could the spectator pay for TV? As there's a lot of people in Donegal. You'd, you'd wonder what is it. There's obviously some reason why that can't be, because you see in other countries how it's possible. I don't know, can you ask people to pay to use a public highway to go in and watch it? I don't know. It'll be a legal argument, I'm sure. That's certainly outside my pay grade. But If they took a five... If they took a fiver of every person that was up on Knock Island of some money, to, to pay it was just impact. wedged. Yeah, it was wedged. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. Um, yeah, but maybe maybe not charge them. Maybe go another road, and you'll always get the fellas that won't pay and will jump the hedge. But if you set up a little area where you got a nice tabard or a hat or something, and you were made feel. That you know, I've contributed. I call it a contribution, maybe as opposed to a payment. It's something I'd love to look into, but um, it's certainly outside of my, as I said, outside of my pre Maybe someone asked for a contribution. So if you were say, like if you look at it in the in the car park in Knockaladar, you know when we come down to the T junction, Gary. You see the field yeah, inside of the sport. Yeah, yeah. It's a fiber a car, like the park. Fiber a car to park the car. Well, it was yeah. years ago. I'm sure it hasn't got cheaper. And it, it, uh, it is. A- the hairpin in Nakala, the, the hairpin at the back end of the stage there where David Bogey came unstuck there a couple of years ago. That long straight for the hairpin right. Yeah. There's no, another field happen. there. He's a fiver as well, I think. Yeah. So yeah. you know But that but that it, field was full. That field was full, full again. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Another uh McDonald's is back again. He said most spectators would surely be willing to throw a few euro of a voluntary contribution at the end of the day for getting the best show on earth for free. Uh Keen Love said, have to agree with Anthony and Gary. Uh, that comment is just after flying down a little bit. Uh, TV coverage will definitely be missed. Only recently just got back on Donegal from 18 and 19 that I had recorded. Social media is great, but TV coverage is hard bet when it comes to the wider audience overall for sponsors and business to be seen. Now, Brian Doug has been in touch as well, and the picture of his, his father watching the Facebook Live uh, on the day is there too, just to put balance to it. Like, it's, it's a lovely photo, to be honest with you. It's really, really nice. Um, Terry Hegarty uh, says, why should clubs have to choose between online and traditional television when they can have both? Now, before I read the rest of the comment, I have said this a few times on this program, Anthony, in fairness. Uh, why does the cost have to be completely passed on to clubs and competitors when there are genuinely other options? Uh, perhaps we could ask MI to look at the possibility of approaching this problem in a similar way to the tracking system and come up with the best solution for all events across the board, bring the cost down, with a question mark. I have an, I have an idea of how it could be done. There you go. Um, and sorry, just, I'll get through the last two, lads. Sorry. The, like the system in Belgium, the wristband for five euros, despite uh, anywhere. Uh, and then uh, even the sports news on RTE don't do enough. That's a common problem. Yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I, I thought like the likes of the result, the Donegal rally, the biggest rally of the year, at least the winner should be mentioned on RTE news. Like, it's a huge, huge event, but I don't think some people are too bothered. Yeah, do, do you know what, Gary? Just to touch on that, I don't want to go into it uh, completely, but that that man's jersey behind me. Unfortunately, when he had his accident three years ago, it was all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, sure. and I didn't see a whole lot about the rally before that happened, which no, pissed me no, off. No, no. That's, that's that's the way it is. That's the way it goes. Sure, like new, uh, no news is good news. That's my statement. Yeah. You know that sort of way. They'll only publish anything that's bad or damaging for the rally. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's we'll be better off with. That's where that's where we are. Um, Gary, what's what's next on the agenda? Um, I know you've been very busy this year, but uh, what are we looking at next? Uh, probably go to the J1, sit with a J1000 below. Oh, I meant to ask you about that. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's a first cousin of mine, and I just decided we'd get him into rallying and stuff. Uh, he's enjoying it. He finished fourth the first day and fifth in class the second day. But maybe I'm not the right man to be sitting with him. <laughs> maybe I'm too competitive, roaring and shouting at him. I just have to tell him at the end of every stage, I don't mean to be giving out. I'm just trying to <laughs> make it go a bit faster. But it's definitely very, very, very good for the next generation. So we'll just keep trying to push them forward in that way. What's his surname? Dan, Danny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Danny Brady. That's the one, He's yeah. fourth. Sorry, Did, right, we, we, yeah. we got him a car for... Yeah, his 14th birthday was Saturday, so we got him the car at Wednesday night. We brought him to a Rally Sport Association event on the Saturday. I had him booked in to do his rally license on the Sunday, and the following week he done his first rally a week after his 14th birthday. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So, you've, just, you've just highlighted something the way you said you apologised to him at the end of the stage and say you don't mean to be given out to the driver. <laughs> I reckon that's where I'm going wrong all these years. I never apologised. <laughs> apologise. <laughs> yeah, well, well, sure, he's only a child, so <laughs> and we keep yeah. keep him sort of going in the right direction. That's a yeah, brilliant what, story. One last thing I was going to say before I let you go is I don't know how Red Bull and Benson the Hedges, I don't know how the Benson the Hedges haven't come on board with you because every time I see her on the service park, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a kind no, of Red Bull. <laughs> no, no Red Bull this weekend now. Not one. Well, maybe coming home. Coming home Monday, I had one. But uh, yeah, stayed off yeah. of this weekend. Uh, try and get as much water on board. The three days has hardened the system uh, with the heat in the car. I don't know. My car must have been about 50 degrees inside. Oh, geez, it was warm all weekend and the three days would take a lot out of you so my fitness just wouldn't be up the standard of some of the boys so you just try and have to keep yourself going as best as possible yeah you're not you're not 5k or, or a gym man you're <laughs> hard, no. hard, hard labor red bull yeah Benson, keep, keep the thing going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh, Lord didn't you me. actually very last thing anthony didn't you have a story with gary i think it was down in west cork when gary you know i think it was the axle giving a bit of go for something yeah yeah uh, it was just a bit of noise yeah. come into it before the last stage yeah, yeah. I think Anthony wasn't too far away from you on the start line there, and it was a case of yeah, we'll down the red bull or something. See, see how we oh, I remember. I was said to myself, "What in the Jesus are you on about now?" Yes, yeah. we were. Oh yeah, and the axle packed up then and went into it. But you were so enthusiastic, we were having a good giggle about it. You, you had dropped a shitload of time. You had, um, we had to push you off the start. I think off push you to get you going. And yeah. you had a can of Red Bull and fire it in. Come on, come on, come on. And you all wired up. And next thing, a mile down the road, here you are sitting on the side of the road drinking the can. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which was it was so just... positive. And it was such enthusiasm. I said, Jesus, if you could bottle that and sell it, you'd make a fortune. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, what's meant for you, not go by you. So we knew going into the last stage in West Cork, if it's going to stop, it's going to stop. We'll try our best. And it did. You can't win them all. We could find them even following you on. There was a smell of gear oil. There was a smell of oil. And I was in Jesus. This yeah. is in trouble. And sure enough. Yeah. The boy that uh, runs the car does be always given out to me. I, I I will drive the car till it stops. That's the problem. Never, never matter what the noise is. Until something explodes, I will keep driving. So the, the red, the red light and the dash is irrelevant. 
no, I asked the engine builder about that. That was only, <laughs> yeah, the red light, the red light is, and I talked to Ron about didn't care, I put up a Donegal, there is a red light on the dash, <laughs> but it's okay. It's, it's no, only I'm, oil about the oil, I'm on about the oil pressure light, <laughs> that's irrelevant. Like, just keep no, well, yeah, yeah, keep going well, I wouldn't do that. No, <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. Ever, Everton yeah. bar that. Noises, I just don't really pass much remarks. Yeah. Gary, it's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed having you on. And uh, thanks right. for jumping on with us. All right. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely brilliant. That man Absolutely is a fucking, brilliant. He's a fucking superstar, that point. Yeah. We've, we've another bit to, to get through. Uh, Bernard Bradley has said, I heard Martin Walsh doing a roundup report on RT Radio 1 on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Richie Long says, we need more competitors like Gary to sit with the J1000s. Well done, Gary. And uh, Ryan Brennan, uh, what's the thoughts of Fanny Cut Short over lack of marshals? Which kind of segues us nicely because we have a statement in from uh, Caroline McGuinness obviously well-known and well-respected around the, the country uh, on the Martian front and running stages, uh, which, uh, which, I'll, which I'll read out. I'll read the statement as, as just it was before, sent in. Just before you go to that, actually, just an apologies actually for interrupting you. Just as you mentioned, Martin Walsh, like Martin, only for Martin, there'd probably be no coverage in this country uh, from um, uh, a print media perspective. But Martin actually had three or four slots, three actually, on Radio 1, uh, one being several minutes long. Uh, during the Donegal Rally, it was the only that obviously along with the the Highland Radio program, which is excellent, but obviously ah. it is local. But yeah. from a national perspective, and I even see here with our local rally in Limerick, even Martin would get onto our local paper, which was um, we would uh, the Limerick Leader, it's called, and there was an article in the Limerick Leader uh, after the event. So um, only for Martin, you know, and he, he's involved in the different championships, but he's he's a stalwart. I I, I don't see anyone coming on behind him i hope he's really really good and very dedicated like he had a couple of thousand words in, in some of these articles and they're excellent and obviously he does the motoring news and the different publications you would see his name attached to them so yeah well done martin Walsh. sorry yeah. now um, go back to you i want to give adam hall a show as well with rally insight i think that's fantastic service and um definitely worthy of a of a show before i go back to this so like Caroline got in touch when we had the, the post up a little bit earlier uh, about aren't you wanting us, want us to raise on the on the show? And as always, we do when we try to do so in a fair manner. Um, and to say she wasn't happy about a few things is probably a bit of an understatement. So what I'll do is I'll actually read out the statement sent in. And it's titled, Issues Arising from Dundee Gone International Rally 22. Uh, firstly, as a stage commander and on behalf of other stage commanders, information regarding our stages and run up to the event uh, was non-existent. Um... Normally, we are given a map so we can check out our stages and are told what our stages are a few months before the event. This is only confirmed a few weeks before the event and made it difficult for uh, some to get the... I think it, there's a typo here. It says PR done. Um, I think maybe that is what she means. But anyway, we are very busy with other events in the run Donegal. We normally get a paper of the safety plan, but more or less had to beg for a safety plan to be emailed over and printed out ourselves. It makes it far easier to allocate marshes to junctions when you have the safety plan. You would have found hen's teeth easier than a safety plan in the run up to the event. I know there was hold-ups in getting paperwork approved, but a draft of possibilities of changes could be sent out. With regards to marshals running along stage myself on Friday, I decided to put a post up on my Facebook group, Marshals in NI, to get a few extra, as there seemed to be little promotion looking for marshals. To say I was in on date with replies and messages from marshals wanting to help was an understatement. I spent the following two days at the kitchen table for six or more hours both days chatting to people wanting to help. It was either they'd seen nothing and you were looking for marshals or they had sent their details and 
maybe hadn't got a reply. I had extra marshes for my two stages and ended up having to fill three other stages. I'm not in any way boasting or looking for praise. It's trying to explain how many marshes were contacting me looking for help. Marshes meet up points. Uh, Ronnie put up on the Monday slash Tuesday of the week of the rally when everyone was asking long before that as to where they were to be and what time. Service in Letterkenny was a total nightmare and it was a contributing factor in a lot of marshes giving up on trying to get to the Mount Errigal for dinner. Uh, normally meal tickets are given out uh, for at least three locations on them for marshes to eat. Now, I do know, I think on Saturday there was there was two on you, but maybe someone will correct us on that, but I'll continue the statement. Uh, this year, only the Mount Errigal was, was printed on it. Again, that's, I think, in relation to Friday. One marshal, after 12 hours on the stage Saturday, had no lunch given to them and had to buy their dinner that evening. Quote, uh, a quote from a message that uh, Caroline got, after spending 200 euro on fuel travelling up, least we expect to was able to get food. Uh, she goes on to say in the statement, some marshals were handed out burgers with buns still half frozen. Another point marshals make was uh, looking for a celebration gift for the 50th anniversary for them. Like, I don't think you show at the pen. But I'll, I'll move on with the statement again. Even at sign-on, if a load of stickers were printed and one handed out to each marshal, they weren't asking for anything expensive, just a wee token. They appreciated that the club provides accommodation for marshals and at the high cost of that. But many marshals have stated uh, you wouldn't have even known it was the 50th celebration this year. Obviously, I think she means that in, in relation to the marshals. Um, they have also stated they won't be back, and that is with some that have marshaled for years. I don't know if it was the case if there was less people in the organisation team run up to the event, or if it was a money-saving exercise with the rising cost of events, but it clearly didn't work. Maybe there's a few taking on too much, and the important things are forgotten about or overlooked, but this needs to be addressed when preparing for other events or marshals won't come back. Marshals and stage commanders are hard enough to get and not getting any easier to get. So in summary, good communication, give stage commanders all the info they need <coughs> in time so they can run stages effectively, look after your marshals. That's the statement that's been sent in to us from Caroline McGuinness. Wow. I suppose they're the things we don't appreciate really as competitors, what goes on behind the scenes. I know certainly Caroline, I've met her once or twice and she works really, really hard. Uh, we met her for, she was trying to organise a photograph for a young man there on the circuit, I think. Um, and we got a young man sitting in the car and she was just trying to accommodate a family at the end of the stage that wanted a little picture of a young man in a car. As regards what she said, wow. Um, it's strong. It's very strong. It's strong, strong yeah. Well, sure, look, it is what it is, I guess. Um, the right reply will be given to anyone from Donegal Motor Club as as well. There's, there's, no, yeah. there's no problem that way, as, as always here. Um, on the show, um, a representative from Donegal Water Club that I was in touch with is absolutely just up to his neck and uh wasn't available to, to come on this evening, so that's that's fair and understandable. It's been a long, uh, still be a really long weekend up. and absolutely. very, very good, very good job done in, in the line of work that uh that he was doing. So, yeah, understandable. If is... anyone else wants to come on, there's not there's no problem that way. I will um, say there was one word in her in her statement which caught me, um, that we have heard it discussed many many times that famous c word communication it's the be all and end all there was one thing that you mentioned there that you thought it may have been a typo i don't think it was when she mentioned pr so basically the likes of the stage commander would get um the safety plan of her route months in advance and she's right in what she said it doesn't have to be the last version or the final version or the approved version by the governing body it just has to be any bloody version because it will give you within 80 or 90% of your manpower where they're going to be, the rough location, 
Will it be fine-tuned in the final one? Probably. Does it matter? Couldn't other matter a damn. It, at least she has something to start working with, or any stage commander has something to start working with. Um, publishing or given holding that information to the last minute like if you think about it I, I i don't know why the reason would be why you'd be holding this this safety plan um so long because the stage commander needs it to see how many people there she's going to require in 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 caroline's case where she's going to put them where they're going to travel from and she can be planning this for weeks and weeks and weeks in advance i'll put two at this junction and two there and she knows how many junctions and you know it might be out five percent because it's not the final draft but at least she'll be 80 percent over the line but not to give any not to communicate the safety plan if that is turns out to be the case that's you know it made her life misery i'm sure if you don't get that information out because obviously you're then told to the last minute, oh, by the way, you need 60 people and now you're running out of time to organize them. Um, she mentioned the service area. Service area for the, the status that the event is, the biggest event in the country was the service area suitable, not by a long shot. It was a gravel, rough surface, obviously only put down in recent weeks. Maybe it was the only thing that was available. Uh, and if it was... Jamie, Jamie Johnson says it was a joke letter kenny service was a joke That's it was a shock and, and, and it, yeah and to be fair had it they were lucky really in that it didn't rain <clears throat> i saw them the tire companies all the tire companies and i remember the weather was good now for the most part and the muck and the puddle that they were working in was shocking i saw mm -hmm. one leading competitor on the way out and his car was nearly at 30 degrees on a gravel bank um what we up on jacks like and obviously they got moved afterwards um no it wasn't even close to being suitable for what it was um for what was being used for now we were probably lucky in a way that we our guys um had a concrete area so we were a little bit lucky but very confined i, I won't get into too much it, let's just leave it at the fact that it's yeah. not not becoming of the event that it is Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, I wasn't up there at the weekend just to point out, so I don't know how good or how bad it was from Martian point of view, but I would just like to point out in the times I have been there that I felt that I've been treated very well, and I'm sure there's people there that have marshaled this year that marshaled for years as well, and they have probably seen, maybe they, did, maybe they didn't see a bit of a difference, uh, but I just want to put that on record that when I was there, it was um, good treatment for me, but it's not to say that it was or wasn't good treatment for, for everyone this year. Um, but there is a few comments that have come in uh, in, in relation to this. Uh, plenty of drivers and navigators sitting on the ditch in Donegal, not putting up anything back into the sport when they could have been marshaled. That came in from Jonathan Paul Carroll. Uh, Tony yeah. O'Driscoll has said, uh, three-stage format is a very long day for marshals. Four-stage format makes it easier on marshals. Clubs need to consider this, especially when marshals travel a long way. Uh, Andrew Wedlock says, fair play to Caroline. She does so much for Irish rallying. Um, and then Richie Long, if a rally has say 30 on a reserve list, why can't uh, the marshals why can't they marshal on that one event and would give an event 60 marshals, which would probably run one stage and guarantee them an entry on that yeah, event right. the year after? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, need, right. we need more competitors to go marshaling. Um, I have a couple of other comments as well. Um, our good friend uh, Tommy Kaman who's in touch and uh, reckons that a penal for Marshall's originally on Sportify um, over the weekend didn't make sense as the majority of platform users are competitors. I, my only guess there on that one is that they would maybe pass on the word to uh, other people. 
you yeah, know, that's suppose, yeah. so, that's Tony O'Driscoll is right, actually. And just to follow on in a comment that Tony made, they are the two by two format. So obviously, the, there's there's foreign against it. The far part of it, obviously, is that the the stages is ran. You do two stages in the morning, repeated twice, which means that by give or take lunchtime, the marshal has finished his work for the day. The downside of that format, obviously, is the marshal could be there at five o'clock in the morning or six o'clock. They have a very early start when you run that format, but whatever about the marshal and don't get me wrong that's important but it's also from the residents perspective now i suppose they're lucky in donegal that it's a it's a rally friendly county you're locking in your resident all day on a three stage format whereas on the two by two you're only locking in your resident for the half a day mm-hmm. so there's lots of foreign against the format i'm yeah. sure there was a reason why they had the format um yeah. certainly the i I would have personally missed the service in Milford. I would be a lover of that, but I think with these new FIA regulations, you know, this was the downside of getting involved in the regulations to accommodate right and drive our five cars. This is now just my thoughts on it. Um, to get involved in that, you have to run FIA regulations, and to run FIA regulations, you need a centralized service area for three days. Mm-hmm. Again, that's just my thoughts at a glance on us. But yeah, there's more. The comments are raining, Anthony. Um, wow. uh, Louise Patton says every other. Uh, Marsh has got a tanks, not one this year. Carly McGuinness in touch actually publicly and said that any other year was fab for Marshall's huge change this year. And Hannah Power, who does great work with Women in Motorsport Ireland on Instagram, um, we, uh, when we were up in Nogala on Saturday morning, we didn't see one Marshall on the hairpin itself. Uh, crazy and saw members of the public having to stand out on the live stage to slow oncoming cars after one competitor went off. Antonio Driscoll again back saying three stage format is cheaper on the club. Okay. Thoughts on three-stage format? Is he's right, yeah? Because give or take a euro, each stage location will leave a, a good window here, somewhere between three and a half and four and a half grand to run it. Because you have an ambulance, a doctor, the services, the food for the parcels on that stage, you have to get fed, whatever, right? So three and a half to four and a half grand, depending on its length and the amount of people. So if you've three lots of it well it's three times three four and a half or whatever or four lots so yes the three stage format is cheaper to run and you know it goes back to the tv coverage and and somebody commented there earlier that they had an idea and how they could get all this to work and you know and when i mention tv coverage i mean it in association with the social media coverage not instead of it because you, you you'd run both but i cannot see you 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 the only way you can currently the only income coming from rallying has come from two places sponsors or someone is sponsoring an item or a competitor they are the only two revenue streams currently because we don't charge the spectators for god knows a myriad of reasons i'm sure so barry start getting contributions so that that chap that had an idea i certainly to be interesting even if he only mentions it on your thing there and we maybe discuss it the next time and let's just tease it out and see is it a runner but at the moment, it's like, you know, it's like everything. 80, 90%, 80% of everything will fall back in the competitor to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that there was one gentleman said, yeah, why, why should we pay the 130 euro for TV coverage when, you know, that person may not be, uh, get a shot on the TV. So I, 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 I would be suggesting it for 
as I said, I, I mentioned Kevin O'Riordan, I'm sure Kevin won't mind me mentioning it, that an event like, which is, you know, a, certainly a fantastic event and a big event as well of these standards, that, you know, literally hand out a form or do a poll at the event, or we could even do the poll and the program ourselves. Maybe, you know, he's going to probably be better because you're dealing direct with the customer. Um, and to see, would you be willing to pay the money for not only TV coverage, anything that you want in the rally, you know, if you wanted, don't matter, anything. Would you be willing to, you know, it's, you know, it's a big commitment. Um, yeah, don't know. Yeah, uh, a couple of more comments and I do have to wrap it up shortly, even though it's going well and it's really interesting, I have to say. Um, anyone with a competitor's license should be made to Marshall Tourist Rally of the Year. Um, Mike yeah. clearly says in today's world, why can't we have a subscription service like WRC.com for every rally in the country would generate an ICO Bob. Um, and East Coast Rallying uh, say, I think the three-stage format works well in regards to traffic. It keeps the congestion of traffic down because the 29, in 2019, the stages was delayed by an hour on Carn Hill because of traffic with spectators and marshals trying to get from there to be pros and cons to yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. I do have um, a lightish enough thing to, to end this on and do remind me of that, but I want to give the class winners first. So obviously, uh, going down to the overall, Josh Moffat won uh, from uh, Sam in the end and Murray Nevins third. Uh, but to go down to the classes then, so... Uh, class 9, David Gordon and Darren McNamee. Class 10, Eamon uh, McLaughlin, Ashley Bolton. Class 11F, uh, Kevin McLaughlin, Aidan Gallagher. 11R, Connell Hegarty, John Spillane. Class 12, Justin Smith, Gregory McQuillan. Class 13, Brian Brady, Gary McNamee. Class 14, Kevin Gallagher and uh, Ryan Moore. I think, was he 7th overall, I think, as well? Which was serious going. Yeah, 7th um, yeah, overall is listed here, actually. Uh, he had, yeah, just uh, like a minute. To, I said just a minute. I mean, just literally on the minute uh, to, to spare over James Stafford, but that's that's serious. Uh, Declan Gallagher, third in that class. Uh, our friend uh, Gary Kieran, who was on earlier, fourth, and Mark Alcorn, fifth. Uh, class 15, James McDowell and Charlotte McDowell. Uh, class 20, going to Stuart Darcy and Liam McIntyre. Class 22, Ron McGarty and Mark McGarty. Class 24, Gary Jennings and Rory Kennedy. Uh, class 25, Sam Moff, Keith Moriarty. And, uh, yeah, the RC2 class, uh, Josh Moffat, Marion Evans, Alistair Fisher, uh, RC4, Jason Dixon, uh, Dara Mullen, uh, Ryan Caldwell and Grace O'Brien second, Max McRae, I have to give that a shout out, I suppose, as well. There's um, three generations of McRae is knocking around, Donny Gall with Matt Kearns, uh, sitting alongside Max there and third in class. Uh, moving down to historics then, class 17, Erlich Carty and Jack Carty, class 18, Michael McDade, Declan Casey, class 19, Tommy O'Connell. Thomas Wedlock. Uh, the juniors then, we had Ryan McHugh on earlier. Uh, he took honours there. So that's, yeah, that's that's what's going down through uh, the class winners. Now, I want to well, we'll go back to the comments first just to have uh, a little look. I really want to do a finish on a latest enough one. I think just, um, as you're, just as you're looking through the comments, I think a compliment should be paid to the McRae family because the amount of photographs I saw with different generations you had different age groups wanting to be with jimmy mccray for a photograph or alistair mccray and and to be fair they were fantastic they give their time there is more pictures of them up on social media where people would have walked up and asked them and they seemed to give their time freely to everybody which was lovely to see um i just thought it was a nice gesture they seem to be very very friendly people mm -hmm. um carly mcginnis back again some of the reserve competitors were on my friday stage that was in response to, I think, was it Richie Long? I'd said it there earlier. Uh, Great McCarthy, there is now a Marshalls Commission within MI and might be a good place to air Caroline's views from this weekend if they were sent on there. 
Uh, fair play to Caroline, to all those Marshall and Ron stages the weekend. And Christy Butler says, all into the woods, I reckon. Christy's a big forestry man. And uh, he uh, carried our stickers on a couple of events there. So uh, fair play to him. Alan Nesbitt, I want to give him a shout out. And uh, Eleni Hay there as well, because they carried our stickers over the weekend. Anyone else that did it? I'd carry them for you, but you, I'd carry them for you, but you, you didn't give them to me. So They were sent down in that pack. But All right. you obviously misplaced them somewhere. Uh, right. <laughs> there's a few more knocking around there. There's actually a clatter more if any, if any of you want them. And there's a few t-shirts and jackets as well. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. So I wanted to end on this. So I saw uh, Flying Fin Motorsports sharing this earlier. I think it was on Stephen Gallagher's um, TikTok. Stephen Gallagher and Amy Bork. Was, was that this year? Yeah. The fam- You're fam- joking me. The oh famous shade. The famous shade. The surname oh, always wow. gets pronounced wrong. Is McClatchy. Uh, is it? McClatchy, McClaffery. I've, I've heard all, all sorts of variations of it. Oh, but, brilliant. Yeah. And the chap all, doesn't live there because we did a, we were up there doing a, um, a safety check many years ago. And um, I see... I think the, the the gentleman he was lived there who is you know you'd have seen him back in the older videos he's living across the road at the other side of the bridge now um but yeah interesting yeah that's, so that's, paul that's harris brilliant. was a paul harris was a previous visitor i think among many other people um the doors the doors are long gone off i think anyway but uh, even if there was doors leaving them off would be the best thing because uh, they're not going to stay on the hinges too long um it, it was mad actually when i passed that place five years ago for the first time to stand and look at these places for the, it is kind of it is kind of surreal and i did feel like that when i went up there for the first time it's uh an experience that that i never forgot um and even last year revisiting when i was on holidays going up uh by poor salem beach like and the couple of hairpins on Nokala and looking down i actually have a video on my phone somewhere like while there's no cars actually coming up the road and there's no rally you're seeing the escona you're seeing the sierras you're seeing the m3s you're seeing the legacies the imprises coming up like that's that's what it evokes in your mind when you're standing there looking down even with no rally it is really special one one of these days i mean with the white courts are going to go knocking on your door if you're seeing them things (laughs) i'd be really i really start to worry about you but yes but yes comparison (laughs) yeah but to be fair yes to be fair i appreciate where you're coming from yes you you do you can visualize what you saw but again go back to something we said earlier where did you see it you saw it on television Mm, yeah so you know they are announced yourself you're casting back memories of what you saw on television so it goes back to the argument that, or not so much the argument that the discussion with uh, gary earlier it goes back to the tv coverage our memories come from tv coverage um and as as you know it's good and all as this whole social media factor is and to be fair uh, your colleague in in this business uh, kevin glendening did an excellent job in in the in the pr department with the club mm-hmm and is brilliant of the moment but it's the tv coverage you remember back on and yeah it's an interesting now that that just 
struck you as a memory, but they were memories. Yeah. They were old TV memories. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Sure. Maybe maybe it'll it'll sort itself out in time, and someone will pay for it. But yeah. Yeah, and actually, Mick Heaven was up there last year as well, and uh, he was very helpful in, in trying to find certain places. Um, because, in fairness, Der- Derek Owens was the one bringing us around there in the first couple of years. And I yes. suppose while we were talking about Marshall, is like I know Derek was a little bit down on himself on Sunday night as well because um, of, of various things that maybe happened over the weekend. And I know, look, there's altercations there where it, it can happen, but especially in Glen Village where you have loads and loads of people. I was there three years ago myself, and I swore never again. There was a, someone I think maybe had a couple of points on board and wanted to go up a live stage. Um, yeah. Just forget. I think what, what I think mean? one of the issues with Glen Village uh, historically, if you go back to the old days when the great and the and the famous Dougie Hughes did the live commentary, um, I think there was even a photograph of Dougie with a pair of ladies' underwear under, under over his his there's jeans. A, there's a video of that. There's still a video, a video on YouTube. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and. Um, the you know there was always a member of Angarda Shiacona there, and um, we better give a, a shout out for Tommy Tommy's Tommy's Tommy Command's gang here, but there was always a, a member of Angarda Shiacona there, and I think that's that's very important to have in Glen Village, obviously with with local hostelries open, and you know it just keeps a bit of um, it takes a little bit of pressure say off the marshals that are there um, on the day i, I think the, the the commanding presence and uh, the stature of agarda is quite important and, and and on that i think the cooperation and the assistance and garda shiakana give at the rally is just mind-blowing as a competitor there is not a t-junction a roundabout that you can no, I suppose we maybe we shouldn't be doing this, but you could come in at it from any angle, from any side of the road, inside a car, outside a car, you have priority. Um they in that they, they give you as much assistance to keep the traffic flowing. Whoever is in charge of the management plan to keep the rally moving is a genius because it really, really does. It's fantastic the way they get it to operate. Um, and obviously you can never plan for the volume of people you're going to get at these events, but the, the, the from a competitor's perspective, they're really, really, um, there is guard at every junction coming back off Atlantic drive from the time you came off the stage, there was a man at the end, there was a guard at the next junction, there was a guard at the church where you turn right to head back. It was incredible. There was several guard inside in Milford. Um, brilliant absolutely excellent now um so a big shout out to them so yeah we have to we have to wrap her up i'm afraid um with the last few comments before we get there uh easier to get a picture of the mccrae's and ob of nestor that came in from a big man um mclafferty shed is the name of it apparently mclafferty uh, yeah it's the same as the, it's same, it's as the same, same as the pubs yeah. so it's just it's the that's same actually mccafferty there's an l there's yeah, okay. We we'll give them a show as well. Declan's been good to me previously. Uh, there's a for sale sign on their property now. Uh, <laughs> apparently, it's gone to sale. Agreed. Another person has has uh, informed. And uh, last but not least, Tourism Ireland should be approached to sponsor TV coverage. And just one final point on that. I had a flick back to the '99 Donegal Rally, which was uploaded onto YouTube in the last few days. And if you just go back to the first two minutes of that. And listen to what Plum Tindall says in the pictures he shows. It's not too far off Shakespearean poetry. 
the way he words it and the pictures of it. It was like a tourism program mixed in with the rallying stuff. It was great. So maybe there's a little bit of logic in that. Anyway, listen, Anthony, we're going to have to leave it there. Um, really enjoyed uh, this evening. We've, we've got yeah, to it was with. a good show. It was a good show, to be fair. And we could have, there were so many other aspects we could have, you know, channeled our energies into. But um, yeah, it does. you could talk about Donegal for days and days and days, like and mm. uh, the pros and cons. So good luck, to be fair. I'm sure the people, you know, in power in these organizations, I'm sure they're, they're listening to and I'm sure they'll take on board. And please God, all things will be that little bit better and a bit more fine tuned next year. They're, they're trying to improve on something that's already really, really good. So, hmm. yeah. So that's the story. Anthony, thanks a million. We'll chat to you again soon. Um, just to mention that uh, we are, of course, as you can see on the banner on a Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Irish Rally Pod. If you haven't subscribed on YouTube, please do. Uh, you can hit the subscribe or follow button on Spotify and Apple and all those places as well, where we get the audio to probably get up in the next half hour or so. Um, above all this evening, I suppose, um, we want to thank our, our guests, firstly, but uh, to you, our listeners and viewers, and tonight we'll call you contributors because everyone has got, well, not everyone has got in touch, but so many people have got in touch, and uh, it's provided very good debate. And uh, yeah, it's definitely something we look at uh, going forward. Uh, when we have a, a podcast going again, um, by all means, send me a message. Uh, IrishRallyPodcast at gmail.com is the email. You can private message us anywhere on uh, said Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we'll do our best to, to highlight things. And we always do try to be balanced as well uh, in, in how we're covering it. We say that the whole time. And anyone wants to reply on anything, absolutely no problem whatsoever. Uh, that's it from us. Uh, we're back. There's a yeah. We're back with the forestry in a couple of weeks' time, I think. So uh, until then, uh, mind ourselves, be safe, and uh, above all, take care.